0: Welcome to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Created for those committed to mastery and success. Coming to you from Manly, Australia, we break down the science and philosophy of optimal performance so you can unleash your potential.
1: Welcome to the Flow State Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Jiro Taylor. And this is episode 19 and today we speak to Bodhi Whitaker. He's a good friend of mine and he was actually our surf guide and yoga teacher on the surf, uh, the flow state adventures surf trip we did to the Maldives earlier this year. Him and his uh, partner Kat are engaged on an amazing uh, project. They want to bring the power of correct breathing technique to schools across Australia. Um, they really are passionate about this and this is really an amazing thing when you consider the power of breath it's not just breathing as in an exchange of gases there's a whole load of physiological and psychological things going on when we um, focus our mind on correct breathing so listen in uh, see why he's passionate about this and yeah if you vibe it there's uh, ways that you can support it thanks guys bye Bodie Whitaker in the house yeah, morning, bro. Hi, bro.
0: Yeah, good, man.
1: Cool, cool. All right, so just for everybody listening, uh, Bodes is a good buddy of mine. Um, I met him through a mutual friend, and he is a surf coach and movement coach and breath coach and just all around awesome, awesome brother of mine. And he came on our Flow State Maldives surf adventure um, as the yoga teacher. Uh, movement uh, coach, breath coach, and surf guide. And uh, how
0: was that trip for you, Bodes? <laughs> oh, dream trip, man. Dream trip. Trip of a lifetime, hey? Eh? Yeah, man. So Sweet. good. Filled with so many good waves and moments and, yeah. yeah. Can't wait to go back. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've well, we got to talk about that
1: after this. <laughs> What's our next mission going to be? Yeah, cool. Yeah, we've got to talk about that. Cool. So I wanted to get uh, Bodie on the show because... Bodhi and his his lovely partner Kat are engaged on a passion project um, and it's a project with a shitload of purpose behind it. Um, And here at Flowstate, we want to support them to the hilt because um, this is the project. We'll get into the details in a second, but the project is so beautiful in its simplicity, um, but so powerful in its simplicity as well. And it really addresses an area that our culture, I believe, is, is uh, really really not addressing. Um, so anyway, Boats, um, tell us a little bit about what project you are engaged in right now.
0: Cool. Uh, so it's called Breathe Project, and we've just launched last Thursday morning. And it's a project that involves just one simple technique, one breathing technique out of the thousand that there are, And it involves teaching kids and teaching teachers. So our aim is by 2018 to have correct breathing uh, embedded in the school system. So a way for the teachers and the kids to drop in and connect in at the start of each morning as soon as they arrive at school. Um, So we're taking it free all around the communities to the schools and, yeah, teaching people the most simple function uh, for well being, and what we believe anyway is pretty much uh, the first foundation of life, you know.
1: <laughs> cool, man. So, why talk to me more about that? So, why is breath so important to us?
0: Oh, so, breath I mean, one of the main things I always draw back to is that if we like studies show that if we stop eating today, we can survive for up to four weeks. And people survive for a lot, lot longer without food. Uh, if we stop drinking water today, then we can survive for up to two weeks scientifically. But it's proven that you can survive for a lot longer. But if we stop breathing right now, uh, we're we're dead. You know, we're dead within minutes. And that'll be a personal sort of amount of time before you're actually dying. And so it's the it's the most key element for um, for life, for all of us. And it's so accessible. So, that's, we haven't chosen the breath. We've experienced the power behind the breath. And through integrating it, um, for me, it was like, you know, learning to get to sleep at night, <laughs> not having the head just whirling and twirling for the next day and what's going on, um, sinus issues clearing up, anxiety shifting, and really learning how to. Be at peace.
1: So what's the difference between, uh, you know, a lot of people listening are thinking probably, well, I, I, I managed to breathe okay. I, I mm. respirate. I exchange mm. gases. I seem to be doing okay. Yeah. Uh, why, do, why do I need someone to teach me how to breathe?
0: Yeah. So a lot of us, all of us are breathing constantly, yeah. Uh, and a lot of us are breathing in a dysfunctional way, which could be generally just chest breathing, short and sharp breaths. And you don't have to be conscious of it. It's fine. You don't have to be your whole life. That's cool. But when you come into stressful situations, autopilot steps in and you start to take a deeper breath anyway. Yeah. Uh, So why learn how to breathe? Why be taught how to breathe correctly? Is to start to regulate uh, emotional state or your mind state and also to start to harness the full capacity of your lungs. Do you want to live this big, or do you want to harness the full capacity of your lungs, yeah, which I believe is harnessing full capacity of self, of trust, of life, yeah, and yeah, learning how to breathe correctly it's in my understanding, beyond uh, learning at it once, it's integratable, so it's just so simple to carry on through.
1: So what, what is, talk to me about your personal life. So at what stage in your upbringing did you have a revelation about the power of breathing properly?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I was a mouth breather and I remember almost taping my mouth shut when I was younger because my dad was saying it's good to breathe through your nose. Always had a blocked nose, sinus issues, hay fever, pretty much constant and really thought that that was that was it for life. Um, I'd never heard anybody say that they can release or get rid of their sinus conditions or hay fever or allergies. Um, and for me, it was like I didn't even acknowledge that at all. You know? I tried and it just wouldn't work. So I just ditched it. I just forgot about breath. And then starting to surf a bit bigger waves, I realized how much I would panic underwater just get smashed around, panic, come up and go <gasps> gasping for air and then get smashed again. And I, and I didn't have a technique to relax. so I'd fight it, you know, fighting it, trying to control the ocean and nature and realize how much I was fighting against myself pretty much. <laughs> and it wasn't until I went to India. Um, I went to study yoga and I thought I was going to study postures, you know, study asana study this practice that everybody's doing in the west and my teacher over there one of the teachers I had a Japanese teacher and an Indian teacher and the Indian teacher for the postures he was he didn't say any cues he didn't really care about it you know he was just like oh yeah child's pose shoulder stand looking out the window when it came to breath work he was tuned in he was like Zhoom. and we did an hour and a half every day in the morning and then another hour in the evening. Um, and I remember just sitting in one of one of the pranayama sessions, the breathwork sessions, and starting to feel like this peace that I've never felt before ever and realize how my mind was only focused here, which I don't think I've had ever as well. Um, yeah, and from there I just started to drop down into it. And I was like, this is so simple and so powerful. Um and mm. I carried it on through and like carried a practice of pranayama mm. and started to share it. As soon as I got back to Australia, I was like, this needs to be shared.
1: Mm. See, there's something what a lot of people in our culture don't realize about breath. And this is something that I teach as a, as a mindfulness meditation teacher. But basically, in any given moment, there's, there's, a, there's a few things that are, that are in our field of awareness. That are, that are actually real, as in they're actually part of our present moment experience. So we've got our five senses, we've got our thoughts, we've got our emotions, we've got our feelings, and we've got our breath. Our breath is always there, our breath is always present. In all of our moments, from moment to moment to moment to moment, until we die, our breath will be a constant companion for us it ain't going anywhere. You know, you might hold your breath for a couple of minutes or four minutes, five minutes if you're a freediver. but you're still with your breath. You're still with that one breath hold. And for me, the, my breath is like a, an anchor or a companion for life. It's like, if I'm in a stressful situation, um, if I can't get out of my, if, I'm, if my mind is uh, sending me round the hamster wheel, round and round, if I'm feeling afraid, Um, if I'm feeling nervous, then my breath is like a companion for me and I can just hang out with my breath. I can be conscious of my breath and it's, it's solid and dependable like a, like a good buddy is. And that's where I focus my mind on. And that brings me out of that state of fear or overwhelm, whatever it might be. Have you had a similar relationship with your breath? Is your breath your buddy?
0: (laughs) Totally, I sometimes say that, bro. That's funny that you mentioned because I sometimes say that it's like that best friend that you may lose touch with, yeah, and neglect for years and years and years, or just lose complete touch. But as soon as you tap back in or you reconnect with that friend, um, the breath or your friend is there with open arms, just waiting for you to get back in touch, you know. Mm. And is like that life support. Um, yeah, mm. it's like a best pal is. Yeah, Always. that's
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And I think that another really important point to make um, as to why the breath is is extra important for us is because of the, the culture that we live in has... You know, we, we sit down in chairs a lot. Um, we use computers a lot. We, we basically have these, these setups in life that actually foster... And incorrect breathing technique. Totally. Do you agree with that? And that's yeah. like from a super young age. Like, totally. you know, when a five year old kid first goes to school, he's like going to spend hours sat down in a chair, and there's a high likelihood that he's going to be slumped over. And we're not teaching the posture that allows the full use of the lungs.
0: 100%. Yeah. You yeah, see it in a workshop for all walks of people, for kids to adults. Mm. Um From yeah all walks of life in one full breath, and the posture lifts up, the chest expands yeah you know, mm um, immediately it's so immediate mm.
1: so talk so you've been running workshops on breath for a uh, for a while now,
0: yeah, the last three and a half years uh, i've been running the art of breath workshop started in the libraries at the sunny coast, yeah, and my dad actually came to the very first one it was pretty hilarious he wouldn 't look at me in the eyes. he was like scared he would embarrass me or something he was in the front row (laughs) 40 people in there or something but yeah I saw saw the power in that um, immediate connection to the breath and tension drop from the face posture rise the immediate calm it brung within moments Uh, and then I started to teach half day workshops and I love to bring it to festivals as just a component of the festival art of breath yeah uh, to retreats, yeah, wherever it, wherever it aligns, wherever it fits. But
1: that's awesome, it's bro. It's been
0: amazing. And working with kids with three month journeys this year as well, uh, young teenagers. So, really monitoring their breath and really getting them to monitor and become aware of when it does shift into that short, sharp, or when they start to hold their breath. Mm. Yeah? So, it's been interesting and in how that relates to the heart rate. Mm. I had a nurse come to a workshop and she said before she even did the workshop, she gave me some key stuff, some gold. She said when she was um, at work and someone came in, their heart was just pumping going through the roof, their heart rate, blood pressure, she would put her hand on their belly and get them to take deep breaths through the nose. Yeah, and She would just watch the monitor as they took deeper breaths and within moments, the heart rate would start to drop. Yeah. Blood pressure start to drop, and I was fascinated by this because I hadn't. Hospitals are like my worst nightmare, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was fully. Yeah.
1: Well, this is this is a, this is a so cool thing, strong. man. Like that that we've got to spread the message of that 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 breath is far more than breath. Like breathing is far more profound than breathing. Like our whole nervous system, our whole being, is is fueled by our breathing. Um, so what you talked about before, like heart rate, that's all to do with our autonomic nervous system and our stress response. And basically, we live so much of our life in this fight or flight mode. And just a few deep conscious breaths can put us back into that green mode or that rest and recover mode, which, and we have a completely um, new and rejuvenating uh, cascade of physiological triggers and responses that that can be triggered just just from breathing. And then, so beyond that, you've also got the the mind training element of it. So when when you're talking to your kids about um, being aware and keeping a log and being mindful of their breath, Mm. you're also helping them to train their minds, to focus, to be mindful of the moment, to understand that there's a difference between being lost in thought and being aware of what's going on right now. Yeah. So, this is profound beyond correct breathing technique, yeah. isn't it? It's it's huge. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's massive.
1: Yeah, man, I love it. So, talk to us about your uh, your practice, Bodes. Um Habits and rituals is a big big thing for us at Flow State, um, yeah. and I know for you as well. Um, really, I, I equate it to being like the the trunk and the the branches of of power that we have. Like it's mm. it's what sustains. Any type of growth and evolution has to be sustained through practice and ritual, um, mm-hmm. and I know that you're 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 on this too, brother. So, what's talk to us about your setup?
0: Ah, uh, so the yeah morning ritual for me is like like a check-in. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror every single morning uh, and really checking in with where I'm at personally each day. Which helps me really like a my day. It's not like autopilot. Or this days like this. This days like this. This days like this. I run my own thing, so every day um, checking in with myself is super key. And how I start that is getting out of bed as soon as I wake up. Um, I love to make a tea, and then take that tea either to outdoors somewhere really nice. I love going to the beach to be honest. When I was in Brisbane, I'd use a yoga mat, and I haven't. I think I've used one three times in the last four months. <laughs> so I go down to the beach there and I just put hands to heart and connect in. The first thing I do, straight to the breath, you know, connect in. Where is it at? Where am I at today, this morning? And I, I third person myself, so I ask myself, where am I at right now? Because each moment it's different, you know. And I check in and then I start my movement practice, uh, base of yoga. And this depends upon the day. So how am I feeling? Where am I at? Have I been surfing a lot, so I need to stretch out through the shoulders? Uh, Am I drained? Do I just need to stand there and do very slow Tai Chi-like movement or really slow breath work? Uh, Do I need a bit more strength? Have I been lacking that? So it's, it's a way for me to check in, and that practice lasts about half an hour, all up. Um, if I have more time, I'll do more if it flows through. But basically, that's that's the brunt of it. At the end of that, I check back in and I always stop with just open arms. And it's like the moment of appreciation, what I can hear, check in with the senses, what I can feel beneath my feet, open the eyes, what can I see in my peripheral vision? Yeah, And then what's beyond this? Who? You know, just looking and appreciating the moment and then... Yeah. Integrating into the rest of the day. Love a surf too if the waves are up.
1: <laughs> you always have a surf, bro.
0: <laughs> Don't forget your coffee ritual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's after usually after brekkie, you know, mid-morning. Yeah. That's another ritual though as well. I used to have a Japanese mate. Um well I still do, but he lived with me. His morning ritual and this not one ritual's better than the other. His morning ritual, get up. He'd put the beans into his old-style Japanese grinder and he'd grind like this, five minutes it took, you know, grind the beans and then he'd put it into the percolator and he was just in the zone. I couldn't talk to him in that place, you know. Um, make his coffee, sit down. <sighs> yeah, and he started his day and this was him every single day. That was his ritual. Mm without that he was like whoa what
1: am i doing yeah 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 so what do you think the ritual does like what do you think is the power of the morning ritual
0: Mm. uh like i was saying a check-in with self Mm. so you can really start to drop in to the body and start to yeah connect in with who you are to where you are and just about alignment really align with with you in that moment in that day and not Running on autopilot. Yeah, mm. and and breaking habits. You know, if you start a ritual today, yeah. and you get up and do one star jump every morning, and where you're used to lying in bed on Facebook for five minutes, yeah, instead of going, I need to break this habit. I need to delete Facebook. It's not the Facebook. It's how you use in Facebook. You know. So if you get up and you go do <laughs> a one star jump, but you do that consistently for two weeks. You're breaking a habit. You're breaking a pattern, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that obviously shifts.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Habits, yeah. Interesting. Mm. I'm fascinated by the the psychology of habits. You know, mm. um, I go through good spells and bad spells, and you know, there's all sorts of things that we, mm. you know, flossing and like something like brushing teeth has just become so habitual, right? For everybody, you just I you just know that you you brush your teeth. Mm. Um, but what is the psychology behind that, and mm-hmm. and how can we use that to add new habits to our life? That's what's so, interesting to me. Um, and from it, consistency is just the key, isn't it? It's just it's all it's also about taking the thought process out of it. Like I, I remember reading an article which was uh, an interview with a with an Iron Woman athlete, and you know she was like a full time uh, she she worked full time she had like four kids. And she was still training, something ridiculous like like uh, forty hours a week of training yeah. to be an elite Iron Woman. Mm. And the the questions were around like how how do you do this? Like how do you actually do this? Like and she's like, well, I, I get up, I start, I get up at three thirty, and I start training at four a.m. Mm. And they're like, how do you turn that into a, a habit? And and her reply was, well. I simply have no, I, I don't allow myself any choice around it, it's just, totally. it's just simply what happens yeah. and there's, there's zero thinking about it, I don't waste any mental energy with the arming and airing and the shall I or shan't I or shall I hit the snooze, it's just completely non-negotiable, it's just a done deal. Totally. Uh, so yeah, that, yeah, there's a lot to learn from that.
0: Well this is why they say that discipline is true freedom. I agree because with that. We're not trying to be free from anything else apart from our mind, like true liberation. Mm. So in the moment of discipline, if every morning you know that you're getting up and you're turning up, you're showing up, then there's no thought process. You're, you're doing it every day. You don't have to think before you go to bed what you're going to do when you wake up. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's amazing for the mind.
1: Mm. That's <laughs> awesome, bro. So uh, talk to us about your after effects of Vipassana. So just to give some background of this, uh, so um, Bodes and I both went to a Vipassana uh, meditation retreat, which is a 10-day silent meditation retreat. I got sick and had to leave uh, two or three days in, Um, and I'll be honest with you, I was so thankful to get out of there. And um, I, 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 was, I was genuinely sick, but first thing I did was I went straight to the ocean for a surf and and uh, <laughs> I was just, yeah, it was a heavy experience, but Bo stuck it out. It was double heavy for Bo because he knew that I'd bailed and he knew that I'd gone surfing using his van and his surfboard <laughs> and he was stuck in there <laughs> meditating for 10 hours a day. So how do you Do you think about that that experience? It was now three months ago, four months ago, I think, or maybe longer um yeah what's what's been your takeaways uh, when you look back on it now
0: uh I wrote an email to a lady yesterday, a friend of mine um who works for yoga journal, and she told me she was in a like she was in a place where she had so much silence and stillness and finding it, you know, like everything's coming up. And for me, that was it. I'd been moving, running, surfing, whatever, doing everything for such a long time that when I paused and I stopped, it was freaking frustrating as anything, you know. I wanted to break out. And when you left, I was like, this is my ticket out of here. This side was going, you got to stay. Commit, commit. You've already committed. This side was like, freedom, freedom, freedom. Come on, go. Um, So sticking it out for me, like... I said to her, it was like, as soon as I allowed myself or I actually surrendered to where I was, um, that's how Breathe Project came to life because I saw a vision in the fifth day. I saw a 10-year vision at least. The logo, the drop-ins, the people, it was like snap imagery in my mind. Um, And then I saw the whole 10-year run-up to where I was now and my partner. Uh, So without that, I wouldn't know if Breathe Project would be alive or if it was still going to be up there somewhere. So for me, it was potent. That was one of the biggest things I got out of that, that realization that in stillness and silence, the heart can be heard Um, or what isn't clear can become clear because there's the space and time. Yeah. And the other thing I took away from it was the realization of commitment. You know. I'd I'd been you know, the one that's fearful about balance and not overburning myself out and always trying to balance things, which is good, but also is playing it a bit safe. Mm. So I learned that commitment and going all in is what it takes, um, to get through something or to bring something to life and you know, I I'd practised that in surfing. It's like to surf and to do competitions, you have you surf every single day no matter the conditions. Mm. And you surf and you surf and you surf. And I realized that for, for anything that I've been doing the last years, I was half in, half out, one foot there just in case and one foot forward. And yeah. then I came out of there like this and I was like, I'm not leaving any energy for the way back because there is no way back. <laughs> And that's what I've been—that's what I've been running with now. It's like what is, what
1: is? Um, I've been trying to explain and think about this concept of surrender, Mm. in a in its courageous form. You know, like when I think of the word surrender, for me in my personal life, I know what it means. It means surrendering to nature or surrendering to um, the the understanding that. Things will work out, or surrendering to whatever may be, and surrendering to the not knowing, to the not having to know. Yeah. Um, and uh what what how, how do you how do you think about this idea of surrender?
0: I think it's it's like losing control.
1: Losing control.
0: Um losing control. So many of us try and control our whole life and try and make it as clear as possible, and surrender to me is all about losing control if you think about a surf trip and no matter what, you can check the forecast, you can book your flights early, you can make sure that it's all aligning, the winds are perfect, the tides are going to be right. You can do a 20-hour mission to get to this break in Indonesia and you've got to surrender to the outcome because, man, if those waves aren't coming there right then, your whole world inside turns upside down. Yeah. So it's like the expectation, um, it's putting it out there, but surrendering as well, because I just don't believe that we have that real uh, clarity. I think it's just a sense of clarity or a sense of knowing that all of this gets shattered and shifted. So, me, surrendering is flow. It's like, you know, Mm. you're going with that wind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Flow. What does flow mean to you?
0: Oh, flow to me. First thing that comes to mind is synchronicities, um, living one with nature, living one with the people that we're around, being present with that person in that conversation, in that engagement uh, because we're in a state of flow, not needing so much uh, phone time because we're... Like energetically flowing with life, not resisting, yeah, resisting to me is when you're trying to fight against the wind or the flow, you know yeah um yeah, yeah, flow is key if i I try and bring my body and breath to that state of flow each morning, because if I start in that state of flow. I feel the ripple effect or that wave like motion just through the day. It's like I'm almost just dancing with life, playing with it, you know, just riding it instead of getting crushed and smashed around and trying yeah. to dodge it, fight it. Yeah. That's
1: that's exactly the way I feel about flow. It's um yeah, a lot of the stuff out there like if you read some of the books that have recently been written about flow, it's you know, it's all about hacking your neurochemistry and like basically adding all these things to your experience, like adding risk or taking yourself to a, to a crazy setup or uh, an awe-inspiring environment, or adding goals and all this sort of stuff. And, it's, and it's, there's a lot of this energy of you've got to add stuff to create this, mm. this flow. And, you know, I, I understand what they're talking about, you know, like, but at the same time, I think the most powerful way to achieve flow is to remove whatever it is that blocks flow. And I feel like flow is the, is. it's like a trickle, it's like a river, like you might have, um, you might not be able to see a river, let's say it's covered over by snow, but there's always this trickle going on, the, the, the river is always flowing. And that's what I feel we are, I feel like we always have this flow, it's the flow, it's not our flow, it's nature's flow, it's the universe's flow, it's the, it's the Wu Wei, and but we're so often outside the flow. Anytime we're stuck in our thoughts, stuck in our mind, striving, holding on, struggling, we are not, not in the flow. We've, we are taking ourselves out of the flow. And anytime we surrender, we let go, we accept, we are slipping us back into the flow. And that's why, you know, people have these experiences when they go on a retreat or they, or they uh, take themselves out of that zone where they're constantly in their thoughts. They start to feel rejuvenated and, and amazing back in, back in the rhythm of life. Yeah. yeah. Hey, brother. Um, can you show us the correct uh, breathing technique just to wrap up?
0: So, yeah, we'll just do a short version. Yeah. Uh, but this is still potent for anyone out there that wants to just drop into it today. No need to wait. Uh and just before though, I just wanted to say, just adding on to that, that flow, that rhythm, what better way to get in rhythm than to get into the rhythm of your breath? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And how accessible it is at any moment. Doesn't matter if you've got injuries, doesn't matter about what's going on around you.
1: It's always there. It's our buddy.
0: Yeah. And it just takes us to want to connect. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So what we're gonna do, um, I'll sit up a little bit just so you can see me. Oh no, I'll just sit back. So we're gonna bring the right hand down to the belly and left hand to chest. Yeah. And then we're just gonna start, we're using the nose, that's what it's built for. Yeah. So we're gonna start trying to just breathe into this hand, the right hand, the belly. So we'll inhale and exhale, bring the hand in. So Just imagining there's a balloon there. You're going to inhale and fill the balloon in the belly. And exhale, draw it in. Inhale, fill. Exhale, draw it in. And then the next breath is going to rise from the right hand all the way up to the top of the chest to the left. So we inhale, bottom to top. And we exhale down from the top, from the left hand, all the way to the right. And we draw the right hand in. Inhale, bottom to top, closing the eyes now. And we exhale, top to bottom. Drawing the right hand in, inhale, right to left, bottom to top. And exhale, top to bottom. Really squeezing the navel at the end. And taking three more just at your own pace. Really trying to bring the most even full breaths possible. And on your last breath, I want you to bring it in as slow as possible, as full as possible, maybe the deepest breath you've ever taken. Pause and exhale slow, even through the nose. And then drop the left hand just down by your side. Try and keep the eyes closed. And you're just going to breathe into your right hand. And I want you to visualize a baby breathing right now. And you're following the same slow rhythm of the baby breathing. And then That's it. We open the eyes and we're back. Mm. Super simple. That's a very short, quick-cut version of the three stages that we uh, teach in workshops. But it's just as potent and it's Mm. a good place to start.
1: Love it, man. So simple but potent, as you say. Cool, Brother Boat. So tell us, tell everybody how we can best support and serve you?
0: Cool. Uh, So we've got a crowdfunding campaign that's just launched as well and this is to help fund financially and support the project going forward to schools because we skipped the idea of going to private schools, Steiner schools where maybe the parents and teachers uh, are a little bit more aware of this or support this financially. Uh, There's yoga coming into schools, mindfulness in these areas so we're choosing to go public and that's why we need everybody's support from the public so we can shift and make a community shift in public health Yeah, for optimal well-being, for optimal uh, mental state. And, yeah, so supporting us online uh, through funding, donating would be incredible. We're raising uh, the aims to raise 55000 so it's free for the whole first year And that's as many schools as we can fit in. Uh, We're not limiting it to a number because the more schools that we bring in, the more people that we can share the technique with to actually teach as well. Uh, Yeah, and we're traveling down the whole East Coast. So if you're watching this and you're on the journey from Noosa all the way to Melbourne, then we're coming past your town. And we're doing free community workshops in that town, surf sessions, acro yoga. Breathe workshops and we'll be in your schools soon. So yeah, that would be that'd be incredible, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So where do we find the crowdfunding campaign?
0: Uh so if you look at best way to find it. Uh Go on your website, right? On on our website, yeah. Breatheproject.com.au. Yep. And the other way is on through Facebook. So we've got a video that's being shared around at the moment. Yeah. So if you look up Breathe Project on Facebook, we got a yeah. blue logo uh, that looks like a bit of a breath and a wave, or yeah. many different things. There, you can find that, and you'll be able to get the direct link in. Yeah. Sweet.
1: Cool, man. All right. So, uh, crowdfunding campaign, and you got your pro- your your, uh, your website and your video, and people should keep an eye out for you touring down the coast next year. You're basically going to be on the road coming live to schools. This is not some project where you're just giving out online videos. You're going to be in front of kids and teachers and real humans and you're going to be sharing this message about breath uh, to everyone live. Love it. Love it, brother.
0: (laughs) And lastly as well, uh, if you know a school that could could benefit, on our website there's a register a school page. And you can put your details in and we send you the info pack which can directly to the Cool man. And print it out and hand it neatly in.
1: Sweet brother. Cool. <laughs> We're gonna wrap it up there, Bodes. And uh Yeah, cheers, Joe. No worries, man. And uh yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. You, Legend, brother. See you bro. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Bodhi Whitaker. Um, he's definitely a man on a mission, and this thing is going to go huge. I can't wait to throw my support behind it and uh, see more kids and teachers and just see everyone. It would be great to see everybody breathing more mindfully, breathing with correct technique. Um, yeah, it's, we live in a culture where we just don't breathe very well, and it's got huge ripple-on effects to our state of mind and our general health. So a generation of kids that are all breathing mindfully with correct technique is going to have a huge ripple on effect. Um, just to let you guys know, you can check them out at thebreatheproject.com.au and you can go to chuffed.org slash project slash uh, breathe dash project chuffed.org, just do a search there and you can find out more about their campaign. So uh, the Flow State Freedom Formula, it's a program that I'm launching on January the 29th and Bodhi has kindly Uh, offered to be involved and actually run a part of the course which will be based on uh, correct breathing technique. So, guys, you've got uh, just go on the Flow State Collective website to find out more about that. Cool, guys. See you soon. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Check us out at www.flowstateperformance.com for more inspiration to unleash your potential.